Hello and welcome. If your life is going exactly as planned, this is not the podcast for you. But if things haven't gone as expected, you will want to join me, Cheryl Wolverton, licensed political social worker and life coach, as we explore how to make a life when things don't go as expected. I've been helping women face, cope, and thrive with those expected and unexpected transitions and changes throughout my career. And the How to Make a Life podcast provides the best tips and suggestions for those of us facing career changes, health concerns, relationship issues such as divorce, death of a loved one, and much more. Join me twice a month as we explore all areas of well-being, including our mindset, fitness, nutrition, and personal development. And we create the life that you desire. Life doesn't come with instructions. Let's start writing yours. Hello, my beautiful friends. I am so happy and excited that you have made the decision to push play on the very first episode of the How to Make a Life podcast. I am Cheryl, your host, and as I said, I'm so glad that you have decided to spend a few minutes with me today. And if you haven't already, I hope after this episode you will hit subscribe and look forward to the upcoming episodes I already have planned. Speaking of plans, what I hope to do the first few episodes is to build a foundation in which I'm going to build upon as I go through the next couple of months and even the next couple of years. This is where we're going to start exploring and discussing issues that impact, change, and truly improve our lives. Truthfully, most of us do not think about how we are living each day of our life. We get up, we get dressed, we go to work, maybe we go work out, we see friends, we take the kids to their activities, we have dinner in some form, then we go to bed. And what happens the next day is basically a repeat of that one. Most of us have very predictable days and there can be great comfort in predictability. Clients make the decision to come to me when those predictable and comfortable lives have been disrupted or they are just simply sick and tired of the way they're living. Perhaps they've had a death, a job loss, an illness, and then suddenly the way they've been living can't be lived anymore and it forces them to take a look at every aspect of their life. And I guarantee that many of you have already been in that position or you're currently in that position right now. As I record this, our country and world is dealing with the coronavirus, and needless to say, our lives have been very disrupted. Our work lives have changed, how we must live together has changed, how we function in the greater society and interact with each other has changed. And I find that this is a great time for each of us to take a step back and consider how are we living our lives? or are we living? So to begin this very first episode, I want to ask you, are you living your life or simply existing? A recent survey completed by a Harvard psychologist shared that out of 3,000 individuals surveyed, 96% of the respondents acknowledged to being on autopilot for most of their days. Now, autopilot means such things as you don't really remember your drive to work, but you made it there safely. Perhaps you don't 
really remember washing all of those dishes, but you see them in the sink. And truth is, you and I are creatures of habit, and we love and need routines, and some of us need them more than others. It is estimated that we make about 35,000 decisions a day, and in all honesty, none of us want to be making all these little bitty tiny decisions. If we were doing that, we certainly wouldn't be living. What happens is our brain will kick into an automatic decision-making gear, and it saves us energy so that we can focus upon those issues that truly need more of our focus. But the problem occurs when our everyday tasks and the automatic features start slipping into other areas of our life that actually need more forethought. And it comes at an emotional cost to each of us, our happiness. The problem with living on autopilot is that it can leave you sleepwalking through life's pivotal moments. It makes it difficult to make intentional decisions about how we want to work, how we want to live. And instead of making conscious choices about the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the people we spend time with, um, the things we buy, the work that we do, we just make those decisions on autopilot or default. Another study done by two Harvard psychologists, Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, author of Stumbling Upon Happiness, revealed that the average person spends about 47% of their waking hours doing what they call mind wandering. The truth is your mind has probably already wandered as you've listened to this podcast today. It is estimated that the average adult has a focus span of about seven to eight seconds, which is sadly a few seconds less than a goldfish staring outside of its bowl at a piece of food. So needless to say, all of us have a significant amount of mind wandering. What I want to do today is to present to you several things to think about and signs that you are likely simply existing in your life. What I feel is important is if you find yourself even in one of these signs that you step back and start questioning, what can I do different in my life? The very first sign I wanna talk about is that you dread the day ahead. So many individuals live with what they call the Sunday scaries, that sometimes by mid-afternoon on a Sunday, they begin dreading having to get up the next morning and to go into work. Now that can be because they don't like their job. They don't like who they work with. Perhaps they just don't even feel challenged. What's most important to look at here is the dread comes because you don't feel excited or inspired to get the day started. It just feels like the day before. The next sign to think about is that your daily routine is very predictable. Now, I've already said that there's comfort in routine and we do need a certain level of routine in our lives. But if you're someone who you can tell me that every Monday you do the exact same things or that in two months you know exactly what you're gonna be doing, these are things that we need to consider. The third sign that I would like to look at is you do things without thinking. In future episodes, I do plan on talking about our daily habits and routines. Habits and routines 
are necessary in our lives. As I said earlier, you're making about 35,000 decisions a day. We need to have some things that are routine and autopilot. But what is important is that those things that you're doing are healthy. They are moving you towards where you need to be and not just something where you're going through the motions. You know, what happens here is that our decisions become almost so automatic that we're not even sure what we're doing. The fourth sign I want to touch base on, and I really feel this is extremely important, is that you can't seem to put your phone down. Now, one of the last statistics I saw was on average, we pick up our phones about 125 times a day. I really do feel that that's more, and especially during times of crisis, like we're in right now, I am certain that people are just kind of glued to their phones. I know that most of you have likely been out at a restaurant or an event, and you look around, and everybody has their head down, and they're looking at their phone. The world is happening around us, not on this little device that fits in the palm of our hand. So I want you to think about how much time are you really spending scrolling? Are you going down that Instagram hole and spending, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, just watching Instagram stories? Are you on Twitter just constantly reading somebody else's comment and somebody else's remarks? Life is going on around you people. Make sure you're paying attention. The next sign that I want to talk about is that you stay deep in thought. Now notice I said that you stay deep in thought, not necessarily that you're having deep thoughts. This is a situation where you constantly catch yourself deep in thought, thinking about things that aren't currently happening when you're doing something else. Uh, basically, you're mentally checked out. How many times have you been in a meeting or around family members and you're not present? You may have to find yourself asking people to repeat themselves because you weren't listening to what they said. The sixth sign that I want to talk about today is that you just can't remember things. It does go hand in hand in that you stay deep in thought with other thoughts rather than the present. Uh, if you can't remember, you're not fully present in the moment and you don't remember doing activities like driving, eating, or having a conversation. Uh, let's just say that you forget those little things in life. The seventh sign that I want to talk about today is that you can't seem to let go. And when we talk about letting go, that means that you are very uncomfortable thinking about letting go of the familiar, even when you know that the familiar is not what's best for you. Perhaps it's a job and you stay in it because it's decent money. It's something that you know but you're not challenged and you're bored, so you're basically walking through your days. Another thing that's often hard to let go of are friend and peer groups. Uh, perhaps they're not as motivated or as ambitious as you would like to be, and it's very difficult for you to kind of take that step away from them. And so you find yourself just kind of holding back and, and being where they're at. Perhaps you're living in the same neighborhood just because that's what you've always done, and it's comfortable and the thought of moving somewhere else is scary. 
Change is uncomfortable. I have never had anyone come to me and say, Cheryl, I love change. And the truth is, if you're somebody who loves change, you're likely not going to seek counseling or life coaching. You're comfortable with it. It's when we're uncomfortable that we need help. Change is uncomfortable, but I want you to remember you're already uncomfortable where you're at. The possibility and the promise of change means there could be something better. So you have a choice. Yes, you could be uncomfortable with the new, but we also know staying where you're at is not going to make any difference in change. The eighth sign to consider is that you just find yourself not making progress any place in your life. Um, perhaps you're somebody who has made weight loss goals or academic goals, and regardless, you just aren't reaching them. The weeks, the days, the months go by, and you just find yourself right back where you were. You find that you're not focused on what's important. The ninth sign to consider is that you say yes more than you say no. So you may find yourself often agreeing to things that you don't want to do, and then you dread the decision afterwards. So instead of considering your options, you've made yes your default answer. For example, you say yes to working late, hosting the family gathering, watching the kids, going to a party, and really you don't want to do any of them. So this can be a whole other topic in the future as I know there's so many of us who struggle with saying no. The final sign that you perhaps are just existing and not living your life is that you know there is a better life to live. You believe your life could be more joyous, but you feel stuck in your current situation. You know deep down that you've settled in too many areas of your life and you wish you could have taken a different path, but now you just don't know what to do. I want each of you to know that there have been many times I have lived my own life on autopilot and I feel that we each must be conscious on a regular basis of our days and making sure that we are not just existing. Now living a good life is going to look different for each of us. What matters is that you step back and you're content with your days, that you're not finding yourself consistently in all of those signs that I just mentioned, that you're challenging yourself with a new work and you're reading an interesting book. Perhaps you're saving money to go on an adventure trip across the country or the world. You spend time on a regular basis with friends and family. This past week, due to the coronavirus, I had a client have one of her major work responsibilities, which was a major conference, be called off. And she found herself with four unplanned days. She looked at me and she said, I'm really not sure what to do. She is a professional woman in a high-powered job, and she's not allowed herself to step outside of her autopilot of work. Her days before the conference were going to be about planning, laundry, getting the house prepared to leave, checking off her checklist of who takes care of the dog, what does her son need. She truly wasn't thinking about herself, and the reality is she doesn't think about herself very much at all. But she isn't alone. When our routines of daily existence are altered, there is a struggle. We find ourselves asking, 
What am I supposed to do? Why have I been doing what I'm doing? And what do I want to do? I want you to know I am of the belief that we can each have wonderful and beautiful lives. I know society and media can often make each of us feel that we need to be doing more and that we're not enough. Oftentimes we feel like we need to be an entrepreneur and running our own business. We feel like we need to get another degree. Perhaps we feel like we need to improve our appearance and get Botox or fillers. Years ago, I read a great article, although I'm not crazy about the title of it, called, What If I Want to Live a Mediocre Life? I think this article was using the mediocre definition in regards to all of the other articles that focus upon living your passion, you know, traveling the world, retiring at 45. The reality is many of us don't want to live those, quote, big, end quote, lives, and that is perfectly okay. What I want to make sure as a life coach is that you are living the biggest life that you want. Ask yourself these questions, and if you're happy with them, that's what matters. Are you working where you want to work? Maybe it's in an office or a restaurant. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent. Do you feel the best that you can physically? Are you able to move without pain, without being out of breath? No. Could you sleep better, maybe? Are you eating food that truly makes you feel good? I am of the belief that regardless of your income, that you can improve your diet and have a healthy diet. Another question to ask is, are you living with who you want to live with? I think it's important to realize that there are some people who don't want to be married. There are some people who are so happy being single. Maybe you're just happy living with your partner. You want to make sure that you're honoring your sexuality and that you're the gender identification that you truly feel that you are. Other things to think about are maybe you don't want to have children and that's okay. Maybe you don't want to own a house and that's okay too. Throughout my career, I have encountered so many clients and heard so many stories about their loved ones who were waiting or existing until someday. Someday they would travel, after retirement that is. After the kids are in college, then they would get the divorce. Next year, they will look at changing careers. For many, someday never comes. As I said, I've worked with so many individuals who have had loved ones who did not get to live the way in which they really wanted to live because they were waiting and existing until they felt they could. I will go ahead and say that my own mother was one of those. She died three months after her 65th birthday and she had planned on retiring the year after. There's so many things that she didn't get to do throughout her life because she kept waiting for some day. What I would like to do in the final segment of each of these podcasts is share with you what I am doing in regards to the topic that I've discussed. I share with my clients that I never ask any of you to do something that I don't currently do or haven't tried myself. And it is important today that I've been asking you, are you living or existing your life? And I want to share with you how I feel 
I am living my life. First of all, I do a different workout every day of the week. Now I do work out at 5 a.m. typically every day because that is the best time of the day for me. I am a morning person by nature. I have recently invested in myself and I'm in the middle of a mastermind. And what that has done is force me to look at myself and my business and really take steps to be what I want to be. I have a goal of at least two times a month going to a new networking event and meeting new people every month. Now I am an extrovert by nature, but there are times when this is a little bit out of my comfort zone. And I've purposely, once again, made this something I wanna do. I regularly plan and have dates with my friends over coffee or drinks. My husband and I have consistent date nights. I love to listen to music and I listen to music every time I am in the car. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love to do car karaoke. Um, I'm a, I think I'm a great singer. I also think I'm a great car dancer. Some other people may not think so. But most importantly, how I feel that I am really living is that each day I make time to look up at the sky, whether that is the sunrise and noticing the colors that exist, or it's the blue sky in the middle of the day and acknowledging are there clouds or what do the clouds look like. And even on the gray days that sadly Kentucky's had so much of, I sometimes like to just stare up and look at the clouds that are, how are they moving? What do they look like? What this does is it forces me to take, even if it's just 60 seconds, to spend a few seconds acknowledging the world and being mindful, listening to the sounds that are going on around me, and just being present. As we all spend the next few weeks in a time of unknown, whether it be working from home or having to be extremely cautious when you're out, I really do want you to take some time and ask yourself, how are you living? And are you living the way that you want to live? The first step for any of us is knowing if we're happy or unhappy. Once we find that answer, we can go anywhere we want. I want to thank you all for listening to the very first episode. Until next time, my friends, take care of you. I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with the How to Make a Life podcast today. If you loved this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and of course share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client, or as a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.